You're listening to the DSBC Podcast. For more information, visit us at dsbc.church. Hey, church family, this is uh, Dawn Farmer. I'm the executive minister here at DSBC. And um, today we are going to continue in our series of discussing the five core values at DSBC, kind of just exploring um, why we've chosen these core values and how does that play out in our our day-to-day lives. And so I'm joined by Caleb, Pastor Caleb Campbell. Hey, everybody. Hi, Caleb. Hello. Uh, And we're just going to kind of talk through Again, uh, the next core value, which our next core value will be, uh, we engage in government and politics while remaining untethered to any political party, striving to live first as ambassadors of the kingdom of God. And so, Caleb, why, why do we say it this way? Why is our core value framed in this way? Yeah, we previously this has been a a value of our church family or a a posture that we've taken for years uh, but we're articulating it in particular as a core value in light of uh, how our culture has changed over the last five years Um, thinking of ourselves primarily as ambassadors and not partisans so we're in a moment where uh, the evangelical church which uh, theologically speaking we would be considered theologically evangelical but the word evangelical even has become a a tool uh, in the political realm where both uh, of the primary parties, the Democrat and the Republican parties are talking about evangelicals or evangelicalism as if it's a voting block or a political block of people. And it's it's not intended to be that way. We wanted to make sure that we distinguished ourselves from that idea. We are not taking the role of a partisan block of people. We're not aligning ourselves with one of uh, any of the political parties. Rather, we view ourselves uh, based on scripture like 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 6, 13, we recognize ourselves to be ambassadors. We live as ambassadors of the kingdom of God as we live among the kingdoms of this world. This is, I believe, every Christian's primary uh, identity when it comes to our citizenship. The scripture says our citizenship is in heaven. And we wanted to articulate that in this moment uh, because uh, churches are being co-opted by political parties. And so we wanted to note that and make sure that, that we are clear towards that end. Right. Yeah, um, and definitely that we saw that kind of coming up under the 2016 election, just how it was becoming more and more difficult for um, Christians who were sitting next to each other uh, in the church service to even talk about politics without it getting heated or um, or judgmental or shaming or assuming. And so trying to create this space of um, we can we can talk about these things and it's and it's OK and um, align one particular political party does not necessarily make you a better or a worse Christian for that sake. Um, and it actually is interesting to me because you had mentioned that um, our political parties are uh, leveraging the evangelical vote, not recognizing that there are evangelicals all over the world. Right. And and so uh, for us, too, when we're thinking about that, being ambassadors of the kingdom of God, being an ambassador of the kingdom of God is not just here in the United States uh, and our political parties, but across the whole globe. That's right. um, and so uh, just to be able to re- right to remember that, too. And I think even our politics have kind of uh, cheapened, <laughs> minimized just the the beautifulness of this this whole group. Yeah. And, and the other thing to note, too, I'm glad you brought that up. The church is global. And, and, and so we exist in Phoenix, Arizona as a local church uh, within a certain 
government structure that allows for us to be active. So one of the things that we've articulated in this value is that we are engaged in government and politics because uh, I, I, I believe that government is has to do with people. We're called to love people. We're called to love our neighbor as ourself. And government is one of the means of doing that. Uh, it's how we do roads and hospitals and things like that, infrastructure, mm-hmm. which is a means of love and uh, showing love to our neighbors. So we are engaged. Uh, we articulated that in particular because we did not want to give the impression that by not picking a side in partisan politics, we're not. We're also not picking a retreat. We're not saying we're going to have nothing to do with politics. No, we're going to be very engaged, but primarily not engaged as Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, or Green Party. Primarily, we're going to be engaged uh, through those systems as ambassadors of the kingdom of God. Although, of course, I want to notice and note that Oftentimes, uh, we're going to vote a certain way or, or hang out with or align with um, some version or some lane uh, because we're, we're operating in a kingdom of this world. And so we're operating within the man-made systems of government while representing the kingdom of God. So we're engaged and every person, I believe, has a unique calling at the level of their engagement. And so our brothers and sisters, for instance, in like North Korea, may not be free to be as engaged as we are. And that's a matter of wisdom and responsibility and blessing. And yet we are all called to be ambassadors of the kingdom of God. Yeah, I appreciate you pointing that out because that means, right, we're engaging with uh, the earthly kingdom that we're part of in different ways, depending on, on where we're at. And so there is that sense of, I've, I've been in circles before where there is that sen- uh, sense of being proud to be part of the United States because we mm-hmm. can be vocal about uh, our our political uh, ideologies and and even as a church we have the the gift and the freedom to be able to speak back against politics um, as we are called in in scripture to advocate for those on the margins and advocate for injustice and um, and right systems right and so. I would you talk a little bit about you've talked about this before. I'd love you to share a little bit more about what what is that difference being a Christian living in the United States, being proud to be part of a a system that does allow you to have a voice, but not to the point where um, that becomes your whole Christian identity. And I might not be saying that correctly. The difference between patriotism and and my faith. How do I work those together? Maybe. Yeah. I, I, C.S. Lewis had this great, I think, helpful idea in the book, The Four Loves, where he kind of imagined what we would call patriotism as an extension of family love, in the same way that I love my family in a unique way. And, and I think it's fair to say more than I love your family, or at least I have different it's a different way, right? There's a different gradation. Although I don't think my family is superior to yours because mm-hmm. I'm part of my family and I'm closer to my family. There is a unique nature of love and responsibility. And patriotism in the healthy way of thinking about it is the extension of that love to my people group, my what the Bible would call ethnos. So in the scriptures, mm-hmm. a lot of times what the, the word that most frequently I think gets translated as nations in the New Testament is the word uh, ethnos or ethnic outsider. It's, it's the same as, as Gentile much, much of the time. And so my people group, I don't mean nation state. I just mean my people. So Americans um, and and patriotism is a means of loving uh, my people, but not having a superiority or a view of uh, that my people are somehow superior or God's ordained over other people. And so I would expect for Canadians to also love the Canadians in the way that I love Americans and so on and so forth. Uh, and as it relates to our faith, I think we just need to be careful to notice that uh, we're called to love people, but 
But our ultimate identity is not as an American or a Canadian or a Sudanese. My ultimate identity is in Christ, which uh, redeems and uh, looks at um, my nationality uh, in a unique lens. It doesn't obliterate my nationality. It doesn't obliterate. It's not erasure saying we're all, you know, this equality does not mean that we're all the same. Uh, right. We're all ambassadors of the kingdom of God, but he's designed us diverse. And so we're going to, we, we can honor that. But and so we recognize that our faith redeems our view of our nationality or our ethnicity or our peoplehood. Uh, the people that we're a part of, and allows us to love our uh, love our country, so to speak, in in a healthy Jesus centered way, as opposed to leveraging Jesus to elevate my people over others. Right, right, yeah, yeah. And sometimes it can be really dangerous, uh, even to say, you know, I'm blessed to be an American, um, can imply that someone who was born in another country is not blessed or is, you know, has not been, um, I don't know qualified God in a special way. And so just being careful, even in our lynch, how we portray our particular country in the lens of the gospel. That's right. Can be helpful. Um, last question, just how have you seen this? How have we seen this play out in real life? Uh, I think we've shared some of that already. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, in the last couple of years, especially as we've really leaned into this, uh, I have seen countless people who have recently started attending Desert Springs saying that they were frustrated with, disappointed in, or even sick of how they had seen uh, kind of American evangelicalism get married to uh, a political, a, a particular political party, and, and just to name it, the the conservative wing of American partisan politics. There's just kind of this seemingly there's there's a marriage between the two, and uh, which corrupts the church. Um, it, it doesn't, frankly, it doesn't help uh, in healthy ways. It doesn't help the political spectrum, and it ends up corrupting the church because when the church becomes a tool of a political party, uh, becomes the enemy of the other, it ends up. I mean, I, I remember a conversation I had recently where a person asked if they could be a part of our church and they were concerned. They said, am I going to get in trouble because I'm a Democrat? And, mm -hmm. and again, I'm not trying to advocate for one party or the other. I'm just trying to notice that in their mind, uh, their assumption was to be a part of our church was to pick a side in the political realm. And uh, yeah. the, the conversation I had with this person was we're here representing the kingdom of God, which includes all the different parties right. and all different types of people. So that's how it plays out. And the other thing, too, is when when the church aligns itself with the state, uh, whether that's a political a political arm or, uh, you know, an empire, if it just allies itself with the empire, I'm thinking about Britain, Rome, even, um, it ceases to be as Martin Luther King Jr. would call it. It ceases to be the conscience of the state. Mm -hmm. uh, when we, be, when the church becomes a tool for the state, it can no longer be prophetic. And so I think there's three roles that the church plays in any society can play in any society. And it's the prophetic role of speaking God's truth. And as it relates to state speaking God's truth to power, you find that all throughout the prophetic literature. You, I mean, you see it in John the Baptist. Uh, he mm -hmm. was beheaded because he spoke a prophetic word to the state. Um, it also, I think the church has a priestly role to care for and intercede mm -hmm. on the behalf of it, the people that the church exists among in whatever uh, nation that is. And then a pastoral role to uh, lead people to Jesus, to show people Jesus and to care for people. And I think when we become agents of the state or the church becomes a power block, it can no longer fulfill those three primary functions. Well, and there's also that aspect of living versus ambassadors of the kingdom of God. One as part of our role is to um, model what 
can be, where that hope can come from of, of living together in this um, unified way that does not mean conformity, um, right. but celebrating our differences and and just uh, reflecting who God is in all these different ways. But when we're trying to force people to live as if they're in the kingdom of God under the rules that we believe the kingdom of God is is governed under, um, it loses that beauty. It loses that hope. It, it feels more like a... Um, um, like a, maybe a prison or even, you know, like this dictatorship. Right. And so um, certainly for me, in my, in my experience, in um, some of my previous experiences with church members and uh, church uh, environments was, you know, this, like, let's just make people live according to these rules and then they'll, they'll come along. Um, and, and that hasn't in, in, in any time in history been successful in my mind that I've seen. And so uh, I, you've used the language before, Caleb, like we're, we're playing a different political game. Uh, the political game of this world is to use force, is to um, assert dominance, is to gain positions of power, whereas uh, being an ambassador to the kingdom of God is, um, is being a servant and, yeah. and ushering in an idea more so than forcing in an idea. Yeah, the book of Revelation, I think, is the is a helpful guide in that you see that the kingdom of God comes in its full strength, and at the center of it is a lamb. Mm. Uh, that that yep. king is a lamb. Now, it's a lamb slain and risen and victorious, uh, but it's a lamb nonetheless. And we're to take the posture of the lamb and not the dragon. Absolutely. Which is really hard to do, which is why we need the spirit of God. That's why we need the local right. church. That's, but, but for us but in the local church, how... <laughs> you know, we want to, we want to notice it and we want to call it out because it's how we're striving to live now. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and to remember too, that we are called to engage. We are called to be a voice, mm -hmm. just how we use that voice and how we project it. So thank you. This has been really helpful. Um, just understanding this particular core value of why we uh, engage in government politics while remaining untethered to any political party as we strive to live first as ambassadors of the kingdom of God. We'll see you next time.